Welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast, where two generations of owls, Michael the dad, me, and Hank the son, discuss the latest in movies, plays, books, video games, and more. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Owls on Culture podcast. I am your co-host, Michael Owl, and I am here with... Hank Owl. Hank Owl, how you doing, man? I'm doing, I'm doing stellar. You have been on spring break for, well, almost 25 hours now, <laughs> technically, since you were out of school on Friday. Has that it been amazing all, so far? It's accurate. It's been incredible so far. How we've, do you like your airbrush t-shirt? We've recorded, a, we got an airbrush <laughs> t-shirt? No, but that's what we always did on spring break. I mean, I, I uh, your your generation has uh, has rejected the, the fashion forward <laughs> brilliance of the airbrush t-shirt. <laughs> Without every spring break, I got one. Oh wow! Yeah, well, I didn't know that. My mom probably loved me a lot more than I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you know that's a joke. Or at least she liked showing her love through airbrush t-shirts. Right. <laughs> that's, and that really was for my generation. That's how we knew we were loved. <laughs> yeah, we, you like to show your love through agreeing with me on podcasts. <laughs> that that is that is that is usually correct. And it, that, the fun fact to the listener: he disagrees with me every single time, but I make him. <laughs> agree with me just so I'm right that's right I've never once given my true opinion on this podcast I've done I've done what Hank tells me to do that that's what you wanted me to say right yes okay Phew. <laughs> I'm kidding he has his free will until I, he does something bad and I take I take it back ex- exactly until it's removed yes the, the beatings will continue until morale improves what that was dark <laughs> That was a dark start. <laughs> that was dark. We went like love and fair. Oh, yeah. That's, yeah that, that was that's, bad. It's airbrush t-shirts fault. All right. So since I'm not... That actually, though, one year at the place, uh, we have been to play putt-putt before. For a brief time, they had a dude doing airbrush t-shirts. No, so we yeah, did get I've, you one. I think I've gotten an airbrush t-shirt. We were in Florida, for those that... Uh, don't know that spring break already. we are we are celebrating spring break in florida by doing exactly what the cdc tells us not to do but you just say to, that just i mean they say not to travel for spring break we traveled for spring break but it's but just just to be clear for the listener i'm not vaccinated obviously i'm under the age of 16 uh but you, you uh but you are and mom is and also it's not like we're going around licking things we're not licking poles no the when main... we go out we wear a mask we stay socially distant and unfortunately there are not and by the way it's not like our thing is going to change that much we go outside no one is wearing a mask no it really is pretty pretty true like you know i won't say, won't say no one but the percentages compared to where we are indicator around our our home Versus Florida is much less mask wearing. But really, the, the main thing, this vacation, the main change is just just to change the scenery around the house. And I feel like generally, I am always happier here than I am at normal home, probably because I associate this with vacation. Right. There's very usually not very many must-dos down here, more like get-to-dos. Absolutely. And I guess a better... Uh, psychologist parent would be like we should look at all of them as get to do's and we do we try to we're not you know we try to try to do that both of us uh your mom too but uh you know it's yes yeah, it's just a different vibe this is vacation but uh, uh speaking of florida and this is actually this is not an intended segue but this is actually this is a pretty good segue um speaking of like leniency and florida i mean and one thing we're not doing and we maybe we usually would when we 
come down here is go see a movie in a movie theater. That is a big part of what we like to do is dive into a dark theater and see some movies. But apparently, I mean, we're still in the minority, but there are a lot more people going to theaters now. Um, but Godzilla vs. Kong um, got like it got a, a, a large amount of box office if you consider uh, not all theaters being open and theaters that are open not being at full capacity. I mean, a lot of people went to see this movie in a the theater, and I'm sure a lot of them were down here because no one cares down here. Is it uh, so that's the United States numbers? Because I saw it was released like a week ago, well, uh, a week before the release internationally, and did great. I think it is well, this American numbers too. These American numbers is a lot as well. Yeah. Well, I, again, I don't. And I feel if like people that, are socially distant and they're vaccine, vaccinated. I, well, I don't. That's probably okay, right? I would think so. Wear your mask. Stay six feet away from people. I mean, it's better to be outdoors if you can be outdoors. You know, that's why we haven't seen a movie. You know. Yeah, we haven't we haven't gone to see a movie in a theater. But I'm getting close to ready, especially because this Pfizer vaccine they announced was like 100 percent with, I think it was like 13 to 16 year olds or 13 to 17 year olds or something like that. So I think your vaccine is coming fairly soon. Knock on wood, I hope. And then when we get you vaccinated, then let's lick some poles. <laughs> what you, this, let's shake some hands. hands. I want to be very clear as your parent. <laughs> who loves you enough to have bought you one airbrush t-shirt before in your life. We are, we're not going to be licking any poles. No, <laughs> no, we will not. But, um, I guess the reason maybe everyone went to go see Godzilla versus Kong is because of the rampant marketing and just to play in to the marketing that they've given. I do have a question for you. I, I've got an answer. Who do you think? Uh, what, what team are you on? What uh, what Twitter handle have you been temporarily <laughs> using for the past couple of months? Are you uh, are you Team Lizard or are you Team Monkey? So I am one hundred percent Team Lizard. I'm glad. Well, actually, I'm I'm all Team Lizard all the way, but we know that because we have to have the same opinion. <laughs> that's right, because that's what you told me to have. But so when you ask that, are you asking which uh, creature I like the best? Which creature? Uh, I think would win in a one-on-one fight. Which creature uh, I just feel more akin to, or what? What do, what do you? In oh. your soul, are you are you more of a Godzilla, Godzilla or King Kong? Much more Godzilla. No, I'm I'm I'm, <laughs> I'm kidding. I think when you usually say it's who they who they root for. Well, one's a cold-blooded reptile. One's a primate mammal, right? So yeah, like, so I, but I guess for the purpose of having a more interesting conversation and really what i care about i don't care about the characters all i care about is what would happen when they fight each other so to me so who would who do you think would win in a fight godzilla or king kong godzilla would win very quickly yes i me. agree he's got a range weapon that is basically unstoppable for a, a large ape that is that, that is definitely my my thought process and this is going back to versus marketing campaigns to get a lot of people participating it's all it's all capitalism it's all advertisement but we can play into it because it's fun and it, well it also helps us be aware of what uh, films are out there to see <laughs> <laughs> you're much more positive than i am <laughs> continue uh but like when captain america civil war was coming out and it was all like what do you want you team cap you team iron man i was always team iron man and i usually pick it because who would win in a fight because of that same reason like you have a ranged weapon and in the Iron Man's sake, you can fly. Like, you got nothing. You got nothing. 
Like Godzilla can just like be like in the ocean, like and be like, oh hey, hey King Kong, I'm I'm taller than you. You have like a you have the weird axe thing, I guess, in this movie. Um, yeah, I want to talk about that axe later. And then like, uh, like I can just like okay, nuclear breath you, you're dead. See, I don't think it's cut and dry on the Iron Man cap thing though, and we got to see that play out a couple of times. Now I can well, I, I can invent scenarios not about the uh, the events what actually happens in the movie. Just like say if uh, if um, King Kong and Godzilla met in our world, like would they just they they, they who would win in that fight? Yeah, Godzilla. And but I disagree with the Iron Man Captain America thing. That it's not. I don't think it's clear cut. Tell me why. Because Captain America also has a ranged weapon, not nearly as long of a range. Uh, yeah, absolutely. But he also and he has a good defense to those uh, Iron Man ranged weapons. That yeah, but eventually, like, if Iron Man's just like, oh, I'm going to shoot all my missiles out of my arm cannon, and I'm going to go like pew 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 with my <laughs> with my laser hands, like I feel like eventually Captain America can't can't do anything about that. Like if if Iron Man can go like straight up in the air. And then, like, I mean, no, Captain America's got great aim with the shield, but I don't think he can he can beat Iron Man like that. Yeah, you're probably right. I don't know. All right. Yeah, you're probably right. And, like, also, like, if, if Captain America does get the upper hand somehow in that fight, like, Iron Man's suit gets damaged, you can just, like, hey, Jarvis, bring me another suit, like, out of the air. And then he's just back in the game. Uh, that is a good point. All right. Again, I Moral of the story, you're an cut. idiot for thinking Captain <laughs> America could win. <laughs> and that actually is what my Twitter handle is. <laughs> idiot. <laughs> That's right. You, you, you nailed it. Um, uh, all right. So let's let's get into actually talking about what we're here for the, in front the, of these microphones is not to make airbrush t-shirt jokes <laughs> or complain about consumerism and people's twitter handles that's right um it's to actually talk about the movie yeah godzilla versus kong which is i guess i'm trying to think of a way to say what this movie is about i really it is about <laughs> it's exactly what the title says it it's is. about godzilla versus kong it's the epic chapter i'm just gonna say chapter and the cinematic monster verse of its two of the greatest icons in motion picture history against one another. The fearsome Godzilla and the mighty Kong with humanity caught in the balance. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. And we should mention it is a part of the monster verse. This is the fourth movie in the monster verse. I think we talked about Godzilla King of the Monsters. I think if we did I, too. If I'm remembering correctly, but we didn't talk about any of the other ones. It's not a universe we have. Too much stake in. No, it's not. It, it kind of surprises me because growing up, when you were younger, we we went through a pretty strong God, Godzilla phase. We had toys. We had we watched some of the we, old movies. We, we had DVDs of the old movies. It took months for like uh, these like really awesome. I I really wish I knew where they are now. Like for, we got it shipped from China. These like Godzilla toys, and there was like King Ghidorah and Mecha Godzilla, and like. Yeah different versions of Godzilla. Those were awesome. I need to find those because those are things to put on a desk. Yeah, those were pretty cool. 
Like, I still, I'm sure, like, even though I'm older and it might look weird, I'm pretty sure I can still have some fun <laughs> with those. Uh, Hank, they're like 70 year old men who have like Funko Pop toys on their, their desk. <laughs> that they use. I, I think, well, yeah, I'm not sure I want to be like those <laughs> people, though. <laughs> right, I guess, I guess it's more normalized than it, than it, than it, than it would have been back in the day. I would definitely, I would definitely put them. Put them on the desk. <laughs> yeah, those were those were very cool looking. That's awesome. They, 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 I bet we could find them. To be honest with you. I yeah, and then uh, you know, get my desk, get some Batman on there, get some Godzilla thing, and then have no one talk to me ever. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure there'll be one or two people out there who will talk to you. Yes. <laughs> Are those the people I would want talking to me though? I think you'll have just have to take what you can get, man. I don't think uh, it'll be as choosy. It's probably not the advice I'd give you. <laughs> okay, what are, we're talking about Godzilla versus Kong, right? <laughs> right I mean, back to the movie. Back you, to the movie. You let me explain <laughs> who wrote the movie, who directed the movie, what the movie's about, tell and you little, can just be quiet. Tell us a little bit about it, please. Uh, so it stars uh, Alexander Skarsgård as Nathan Lind, Millie Bobby Brown, who was in the last movie, as Madison Russell. Rebecca Hall is Eileen, Lean, Eileen. Eileen. Eileen Andrews and Brian Tyree Henry as Bernie Hayes. It's directed by Adam Wingard. Um, he adapted, I mean, he's done other things. He's successful. But the thing that I've seen is his adaptation of the Death Note anime into a bad Netflix movie. So my, my experience with Adam Wingard is not entirely positive. Did you, uh, you saw Death Note? Yeah. Yeah, no good. Not good. Yeah, all right. Not good. It had no, this is, this is what a movie that Grierson and Leach would describe as movie-like substance. Because <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're they're I mean, they're older than I am and more more inclined to think that streaming service movies are not real movies. But also, it's just that like there's no real thematic substance and no real interesting things visually. It I think it is just going through the motions of a movie. So I don't want to digress too much into this because I know it's just an aside, but do you think the original uh, piece, it was anime? I've watched a couple. Did that have, I've watched like, did couple. it lose something in the translation or did it have no soul or whatever from the very beginning? I think it lost stuff in translation. I haven't watched, Um, I watched a couple episodes before watching. I don't even know why I watched the movie. Honestly, I think it came out. I think it was a part of a, a list we had of trailers that were coming out, and we, I saw that I saw the trailer to this the, to the series. And I don't know. I don't know why you did it, but I'm glad you did. I think I too because I was interesting watching the show, the anime. But I didn't want to watch the full anime, so I didn't even want the movie. It's shorter. All right, I'm watching a whole anime. How about that? But stop talking. But we digress. Stop talking. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, the stories by Terry Horosio, uh, Michael Daughtry, who I think directed the last movie. Uh, all stories also by Zach Shield. Screenplays by Eric Pearson and Max Borenstein. What did you think of this movie? I really liked it. I had a ton Blasphemy. of fun. I had a ton of fun during this movie. Uh, I think I had read something maybe like an hour or two before we saw the movie. And it was, it was some guy just saying, Hey man, this was fun. 
you know, I know it's not art, you know, or high art. It's but I but I went into it with a fun attitude and I enjoyed the heck out of it. And I decided then that that was going to be my attitude as well. Like like we just mentioned, like Godzilla is like you know something's part of your childhood. Like I'm into, I think Godzilla is cool. King Kong movies have never had done a whole lot for me, to be honest with you. And I hated the one back in the day, like in the nineties. Was that nineties? Uh, uh, Two thousand four, I think. Peter Jackson. Yeah. So as much as I love Peter Jackson, I really, really did not like that movie. So I think I'm kind of inclined, like not as excited about the King Kong stuff. And I we did watch. At least one of the Kong movies, right? And I, but I didn't really love it. I would like to see it again now, though. Anyways, so I was inclined to. I've enjoyed the Godzilla movies, though, and I've, I've just, I just went into it and said, like, this is going to be fun. Let's see what happens. I'm not going to be judgy or nitpicky. And that attitude helped me. Now, maybe it hurts me talking about the movie now, but uh, I had a great time during this movie. How about you? Um, this is proof that I don't control your opinions because I really did not like this movie. Like I actively didn't like this movie. There are good things though. And things I will give it credit for. It's got fantastic CGI. It does. It looked beautiful. Godzilla and Kong look incredible. I know we made jokes earlier on the podcast about two early Oscar predictions, but I feel like this is like a thing that would win the best visual effects. I I would certainly be nominated, right? I mean, I guess. We're early in the actual season of eligibility <laughs> for the Oscars, so we get we, we don't know what 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 is to come. But right now, it's pretty fantastic. I'm, the point is, <laughs> it looks absolutely incredible. The monsters yeah. that appear, I mean, it is some, it is next level fantastic. The movie looks really good. And also, the selling point of this movie, Godzilla vs. Kong, I think that's good. I think them, the things, when they're actually fighting, are interesting and fun to see. And this adds to your fun element. I do agree with you. I'm not willing to like it because of the fun aspects of it. But them actually fighting, it is enjoyable to watch. And that is that is the selling point of this. Uh, I mean, that's the selling point of the movie. If I imagine if you're going to see it, I mean, obviously I already mentioned the amount of people who have seen it already. If you haven't seen it and are going to see it, I mean, I think I think you might you might enjoy it just because of the fights. This movie also has like a really good cast. We like Millie Bobby Brown. We like Rebecca Hall. I love Rebecca Hall. And speaking it's of more than a like. And speaking of like Oscar things, I know her a movie she did for Sundance is probably no, never mind. Rebecca, talented, very talented. We like Brian Tyree Henry. Yes, we like Julian Dennison. Yes, um, we like Lance Reddick. We do. I don't remember who he played in this movie. Some tiny role. Um, and these are just cameo. I like Kyle Chandler too, who was you know had a much major role in one of the other Godzilla movies, but you know he's. Plays the father. But yeah, this movie has great cast. I don't know if there's great characters or a good script, but there's the the actors involved are good. There's some nice cameos that I'd like to point out. Ronnie Chang has a small has a small little role in this movie. Uh, Ronnie Chang, he's one of the Daily Show correspondents, one of the more funny ones. He is probably the 
member of the current Daily Show cast that is the most likely to be more famous later on. He is the most likely to be Stephen Colbert. Okay. Um, and Chris Chalk uh, was in this movie. He was Lucius Fox on Gotham. Oh, yeah. That's and actually, cool. this is the funny story involving that. While watching it, like I saw him appear, I was like, eh, that looks like Lucius Fox. I don't remember the actor's name. And But I was like, oh, no, it wouldn't be Lucius Fox. He had a major role in a decently popular television series. Why, is, why does he have one line? But I guess <laughs> it's hard to be an actor, man. I know it is. I know it is. So, and then he was like, "Oh wow, okay." So it is Chris Jock. So I'm happy. I'm happy that I was right, and that it was the was the actor I thought it was. Right. Even though I wish he was given a more major role. So my general, again, I already mentioned that my general consensus was I does not like this movie. Do not like this movie. And this is shown great. This is shown well by my notes. Okay, because <laughs> yeah. my notes on the good section are like good CGI, fights are cool. I mean, I've always, I've always liked Godzilla. We've mentioned that before. So even just seeing big screen Godzilla, big screen King Kong, and big screen other monsters that I won't get into, like that's still incredibly cool. But you look on the bad side <laughs> of things. I have characters, plot. <laughs> Basically everything else not mentioned in the good <laughs> yeah. section. I've, I mean, the joke about these MonsterVerse movies are that, like, give us monsters and stop messing around with us human people. And we'll give it credit that the human people are less involved in this movie than they are in the other ones. But that doesn't mean I excuse how bad the human stuff that's in it is. There's not really anything interesting about most of these characters. The closest we get are with the young child, who if you uh, saw the trailer, you already, you already know about. This is this young girl, the last of the native population on Skull Island. Like, that is really the only part that has a semblance of being kind of interesting. Uh, Brian Tyree Henry doesn't have much to do. This movie has a habit of introducing our characters, mentioning some tragic backstory, and then doing nothing to make them compelling to us. <laughs> this is in the first... In your opinion. In my opinion. This um, <laughs> this is in the first 15 minutes. I don't feel bad about giving this away. So when we first meet Alexander Skarsgård's character... Um, the person talking to my brain is like, oh, yeah, I'm, by the way, I'm sorry about your, your dead brother who died. Um, and he's like, okay, oh, thank you. And then it's just, it's just never, it's just, it's one is it's never brought up again. There's one small reference to it later. There, there's, okay, there's one small reference to it later, but they do nothing else to make us care for this character. They are just, they're just doing what the plot tells them to do without making them compelling. Uh, yeah, I just disagree. But yeah, I, go team. Go keep going. That's uh, that's in my opinion. Here's another example of the the quote unquote tragic backstory thing. And this is not really a spoiler. I'm I'm fine with bringing this up. Um, quote unquote tragic backstory. <laughs> yeah, I'm, sorry, I'm, <laughs> I'm being a little. I am being a little mean to this movie. <laughs> keep going. <laughs> uh, but when we meet Brian Tyree Henry's character, like we're like. Oh yeah, and he's like, oh, by, by the way, I have a, 
uh, my wife died. And it's like, okay. And then we never. Yeah, I didn't even remember that. How did she die? Was that important? It's not important. Okay. I, I, they, they bring these little nuggets of the past for these characters. Trying and, to create three-dimensional characters, just well, maybe they, not they doing fail. it very effectively. They <laughs> fail. That's the point I'm trying to get at. They fail <laughs> at making these uh, these characters three-dimensional. And it makes the kind of the whole... It discolors the whole movie for me. The fact that like none of the people involved except for the monsters I care about makes me not like this movie. Yeah, I didn't feel that. I didn't feel that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit uh, related to this about the casting uh, for just two seconds. Because I think what what has appealed to me in these movies, and I thought it was just the Godzilla movies, but thinking about it again, it's also in the Kong movies. They got some really great actors in these movies. Like really, really good movies. I mean, really good actors. Even if the movies aren't amazing. And I kind of like that. And I, I guess what you were picking up on or saying earlier about the um, making it less about the humans, more about the monsters. I felt that in the other Godzilla movies a little bit. Like I felt like the character development was uh, extreme. Uh, not extreme, but um, well, it's the not, balance was off. The balance of attention was off. Well, I, I would almost say the problem is not that there's too many human characters. It's that we know we, nothing is done to care about the human characters. Yeah, I'm not talking about the number. Um, or the, the number of time spent with them. Like, I'd be fine if they spent the amount of time they do and the characters were interesting. Yeah, did you think the characters were interesting? In, and I don't remember the name of the other Godzilla movie. The one with Brian Cranston. With, I think the I mean, it's Was that a, more to your it's, taste it's, or it's, less? It has been an issue. Uh, I don't think it's as much. Honestly, what I believe, the runtime that these uh, these human characters have, it's much less than these other movies. But also decreasing is the amount of detail put into their creation. Yeah. So, yeah, I think I just disagree. Um, so, so I was going to say, so great cast, uh, but it's also great. The King Kong movies had great cast, too. Samuel L. Jackson, Brie Larson, uh, other people I can't remember, but I remember the like, high-quality cast. So... This is what I think about the earlier Godzilla movies in relationship to this one. I thought the emphasis was too much on the science, technology, and human characters, and less on the monsters. And in this movie, I felt that they just fully embraced that it's Kong versus <laughs> Lizard. It was Godzilla versus King Kong. And to me, and again, maybe this is because of the attitude I went in with, there was enough human character development for this movie for me. So like there, like I, the whole, again, the relationship between, because I think there's some complicated relationships. We've got the relationship between the Kong, the native girl and, uh, the character. Oh, what's her name? She works with Kong, the, the scientist, Rebecca Hall, Rebecca Hall. So like that, their dynamic was kind of interesting to me because, and when you add on then the Skarsgård element of, you know, how much do we use this girl with this relationship to this huge ape? I, like that, that, that I bought that as interesting. That was, an, that was again for this movie. That was enough for me on that, on that front. So really like the only thing I can say, not, I mean, I can't really cover that. That's just what you think. Well, we're not, I'll, in I'll, yeah, we're can, not having a debate. Yeah. We're not having a debate. All I can say is, I don't think so. 
<laughs> exactly. Did. Like, yeah. I like, did. I did not find that interesting. You could just say not for you. Yeah, not for me. Like, and I also felt the. Um, I liked the podcasting character. I thought that was interesting. Now, some of that, you know, you just gotta. Some of it was rolly the eyes as far as like breaking into facilities and things like that and throwing together a plan, but. You know, they had established Millie Bobby's Brown's character as kind of being above and beyond what a normal kid can do. Now, the new kid, you know, well, I think we got a moment later that we're both going to talk about that we're glad they didn't do something that we see in these movies well, all can the time. I, can I bring up Julian Dennison? Yeah, that's and that's the actor who plays the, the other character. And, and we, we, I'd say, we are general fans of Julian Dennison. Yeah. We like Hunt for the Wilder people. Yeah, we did a lot. We like... Um, we like Deadpool too. Yep. So I, when I say things, I feel like this is most definitely the writing to the character and not the actor's performance as the character. His role is like kind of just for comic relief statements. Almost like he's, his role is to be like, whoa, it's crazy that we're breaking into a facility. I'm not as, I'm not as crazy in conspiracy theory as you guys are. And just not a single one of his lines. I made me close to laughing. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember laughing much either, but I don't remember expecting to laugh or not laughing either. I mean, he's the character who I guess for this part of the story, the audience is supposed to be able to identify with because he's and not I, some super genius and he's not some conspiracy theorist podcaster. I, I mean, that's the, probably the idea of the people making the movie and writing the movie. Yeah, know? that is, I think that is, that you is know. the idea. And I also it say was good enough for me. in the difference in character development and at least what I feel um, about this is that, uh, I mean, I, the, the main focus of this movie is on the Godzilla side of the story. And I feel like... I disagree with that too. No, sorry. I meant the Kong side okay. of the story. <laughs> he definitely had more human elements because he's primate, right? Yes. But also more time is given to the characters on the Kong side of the story as well. And I almost feel like there wasn't a lot of substance to any of the people on the Godzilla side of the story. Like, both including uh, Millie Bobby Brown's character and Brian Tyree Henry's character and Julian Dennison's character. Yeah, yeah, I didn't feel that. I mean, I I didn't feel like I don't strongly uh, disagree with you. But again, for me, it was enough. It was, yeah, it was enough. Um... Here's another thing I didn't like about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> this is I'm just my whole spiel that I had written down. Basically, from from now on, it's just things I didn't like about this movie. It's All just right, a, we got to balance that. It's out. a list of grievances. Jesus. <laughs> I know. I'm so, I'm it's really time am. for the airing of the grievances. <laughs> <laughs> I really am trashing on this movie, and it may be, but really, just speaking to people who haven't seen it who want to see it. I think you may have a good time. I think I'm in the minority when I say I didn't like this movie. Like, I think most people agree with you when saying it was fun. So if you're deciding whether to see this movie, if you have HBO Max, I'd say give it a shot. Yeah. It's got cool monsters fighting each other. But when I'm listing these, these bad things, this is just my thoughts. They might not be the thoughts you're going to have, but these are the thoughts I had. Sure. The plot wasn't, it wasn't compelling and what is interesting. And a lot of from what I've seen from like, critics almost actually from like reviews that i've read there's a lot of um credit is being given to it for focusing less on the plot and more on the fond of monsters fighting each other but that does not mean that i 
am going to ignore the fact that the plot is still bad. I feel like too many people... Let me make this objective statement. <laughs> um, I don't know why. I'm, I'm annoying myself right now, <laughs> but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep going. Um, I feel like too many people are like just accepting it as a fact that the characters are going to be poorly created and the plot is going to be uninteresting. So they just kind of like reward it, reward Godzilla versus Kong for focusing less on the characters and less on the plot. But I'm, I'm just not going to do that. <laughs> so you got to be comparing it to something with that kind of statement. Now, I read something on Twitter who's saying, basically, I think they had the same kind of point of view as you. And they were like, where is all this generosity of lack of character development when in like Alien versus Predator? Or they mentioned some other movies. Now, I haven't seen the movies they mentioned. And it wasn't Alien versus Predator, but it was like one of the sequels, like number four or something like that. Like, how come people didn't get over that then? And that I don't having not seen those movies, I don't know. But you make it. It sounds like you're comparing it to something you want it to be, or that you've seen that did it better. I'm not. I'm just wondering if that's the case or not. I'm not. Okay. Point is, I don't think the plot is. There's less of the plot, but the plot is still not interesting. So the plot is around centered around who's the alpha, right? Is that what your understanding of the plot is? Yes, and also there's some stuff going on with the tech company. Right. That's all about. That's about the alpha too, right? That is they, they of, want to yes, be the alpha. Yeah, the, it's the, all about who's the crux alpha. Is who is the yeah? Who is the alpha? And I just that's not something I I found interesting. I yeah. think a lot of people will find that uh to be kind of fun. Like it, there's a lot of places to have fun with this movie. I just didn't have fun with this movie. <laughs> yeah, I gotcha. So let me say I some things too, that I, I liked about the movie. Can, can I, I? Can I? Just one last sentence. One. <laughs> We're gonna come back to you. What do you got? Uh, one last sentence is that um I think unlike you. <laughs> I think I got a little I got a little caught up on me not liking the characters and not liking the plot that maybe I wasn't as open to having fun with the fight stuff because I was still kind of hung up on how they got to those fights. I get that. I, I get that. That's totally happened to me in other movies. So you this know, is that's perfectly reasonable. My like my dislike of this movie could be just a me problem. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's subjective art. <laughs> subjective art slash comments. Every problem is a subjective problem you know there's i mean i'm sure there is a level of badness that you could say objectively this is a bad piece of art but 98 percent of art and comments and we things that we talk about you know it's completely subjective what do you yeah. mean movies with uh women and diversity in my sci-fi movies are objectively bad <laughs> that's right this this podcast brought to you by jerks on reddit yeah this <laughs> This podcast brought to you by The Quartering and Geeks and Gamers. So and let me say some things bad. I liked. <laughs> yes, please say, say what you like. Very, and I, again, this is because I actively said I was going into this with a great attitude. The opening sequence and the uh, the credit and the titles, I thought were uh, perfect for this movie. It kind of was flashy. It was like... Uh, I, I, also, I agree with that. I, I, I enjoyed that. It was cool, almost kind of recap of what had happened in the other movies, but it was done in this really visually interesting way, very high-speed, kinetic, cool way. They totally embraced what this movie is by actually having the brackets of seeing, like, you got to see Godzilla, like, kill these other monsters and, like, move up in a bracket-like system right during March Madness, too, which is great. It uh, <laughs> worked out like that. And, and so they, to me, it was fully like, this is what this is. These are monsters battling and we're going to do it. And we're going to show you now we're at the, 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 the top. We're the championship fight. But there was enough cool 
science behind all of it too that I really enjoyed. So I, I, I thought that was just a great beginning. I thought um, they started fighting sooner than I thought they were going to, which I thought was kind of cool. Can I mention something about that? Yeah, of course. If you haven't watched the trailer already, do not watch it. I want to ask why, but my guess is you because answering I, the why would tell them, would, would also do the same effect as them watching the trailer? Well, no, I'm just saying, you said like they, fight, they fought sooner than I thought they would. But my experience was, oh, okay, we got, I can tell where they are in relationship to the trailer. We got five minutes or so before they fight. And we got, okay, they're about to fight now again. So I kind of, the pro, don't watch the trailer because you're going to know when the cool stuff happens. Okay. I guess I don't, I don't remember watching the trailer. I don't remember not watching it. Surely I watched it, uh, but I don't remember it. So you've, you've I did least, not have that problem. You've at least seen the snippets of the trailer shown on TV. Yeah. Truly. Anyway, so I didn't have that problem. So I guess don't watch. I think it's impossible to avoid those snippets of the trailer, but do not go out and watch the full trailer. Okay. Um, so I like how we got we got into it, and then there was nice lull. There's science. There's other stuff going on, and then we kind of come back. Um, some parts of the trailer that I think, or at least from you and I just talking in in, in anticipation of watching the film, we kind of both knew what was going to happen kind of in the third act. Or maybe it starts in the second act, but uh, can we do spoilers at this point? Let's keep going non-spoiler, and then we can get into spoilers. Yeah, so, yeah. So there's so a, finish your what you like without spoiler. Throw it back to me for a second, and then we can get to spoilers. So I liked, uh, I liked that we got right to the action, but that there's more to this story than just like a boxing match. You know, I liked the whole theory of the alpha. That the reason why Godzilla has not been attacking King Kong is because King Kong is, you know, basically in a zoo. A high-tech zoo, but in a zoo. And I like that when he's out, that Godzilla senses it. I like So I like the, the theory behind the, the big monsters and the science behind that and the lore behind the big monsters. I, I, I dig that. I also liked that, that that wasn't all there is. And I think that's probably all I can say right now. Go ahead, buddy. Okay, um, the final part on my list of grievances. <laughs> and this could be partly the fault of the trailer as well. And I know I know, the focus of this movie is not on plot. But the plot well, itself I, was predictable. It was, I, I found predictable. There was one... What do you mean the... Fo- uh, okay. What do you mean the focus isn't on the plot? I mean, the the selling point of this movie is... Monsters fighting each other. Okay, that's that's all I mean. Okay, that's the that's me. That that's okay. Okay, I heard you say. Yeah, gotcha. Yeah, I mean, what I'm saying is, you're not probably you're probably not going to see the movie because you're expecting like interesting Intricate ca- backs, back yeah, exactly. You're going, you're going to see the movie because you want to see a giant monkey and a giant lizard fight each other, right, and okay, there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> you're absolutely keep going. <laughs> um, is that the plot itself was it was kind of predictable. It falls into a lot of the, the tropes of the genre. Um, or it falls into some of the cliches of the genre. Obviously, every movie is going to do the tropes of the genre. Um, like there was one. Can you think about a moment I'm trying to spoilery to give an example? It's it's in the beginning of it. Let's say um, there's two characters talking to each other. All right. And one of these characters, you can see from the way they're talking to that other character 
and this is early in the movie, you know exactly what slot they fit into in this story and what uh. is going to happen. Like, there's um, two characters talking to one character. One character, you know exactly what kind of character he is and who he is. And that you're not meant to, I don't think. And uh, Is this something you can be more specific with once we get to the spoilers? Absolutely. Okay. So let's hold off and then. There we go. It, I'll, go, I'll, just leave it at, I'll just leave it at uh, falls into the falls into the cliches. You saw, you saw everything coming. I saw everything coming. There we and go. that's partly the fall of the trailer, but it's also just partly the fall of the movie. Gotcha. And that's, yeah. And that's, that's yeah, that's not good. You don't want to be able to see everything coming. All right. All right, all right are we ready to give grade on this movie? Yeah, I am. I am. Are you? I am. What you going to give it? I want to see what you give it first, just to see how low <laughs> mine is going is to be in comparison. I'm going to give it a good old big solid B. Oh, okay. That's less than thought about. I'm giving it a C minus. Okay. Yeah, that feels about right for you. I, I was expecting it might be even lower. I was, I won't say worried. I wasn't worried. I don't care. Uh, I'm going to give you the grade I get on my Spanish tests. <laughs> They're hard. It's not my fault. <laughs> I, no, no, one's, no one's blaming you. Uh, sorry. <laughs> All right. So uh, let's get into spoilers. All right. So uh, if you haven't seen the movie or you don't, if you, if you've seen the movie or you don't care, continue listening. If you don't <laughs> leave and decide for yourself whether you want to see the movie or not. Yeah. All right. Spoilers from now on. So elucidate that comment you were making about the the three characters. Who were you talking? What are you? What were you talking about? And what did you see coming? So when the thing is something coming in advance is way too. It's it's really unpleasant. You're right. Uh, tech company, the evil tech company guy, and his uh, kind of Asian sidekick. when they're talking to uh, Skarsgård. Yeah, they go to sell him to get his help, and because uh, obviously they don't want to be evil, but we know that we don't know they're going to be like. What were they? What was the? What was their positive spin on what they were trying to do? I don't even remember. Their their positive spin was that they're going to try to save people from Godzilla. Oh, that's right, because Godzilla had attacked. Yeah. One of their facilities. Yes. Okay. There we go. And so the the you kind of tell who that person is. You're gonna, oh. He's the evil guy. He's going to make Mechagodzilla. And then, like, and the Asian character kind of feels like, oh, okay, you're going to not go along with what he's doing. You're going to maybe not betray him, but you're going to at least be more hesitant about being evil than he is. Yeah, and I think you said out loud and while we were like, watching it even. Yeah, I think you said that, okay, I guess then, that's the evil tech guy. And then Skarsgård is like, you, okay. You're going to be the hero who does betray this original mission. Cool. Cool. I'm glad. Yeah, I guess I just want to hear. Uh, uh, I'm glad I know exactly where your stories end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I get the, I get why that's like, why, the, why that is 100% a negative. And I don't know why that didn't bother me on this ride. I mean, parts of it did too. And I just decided not to. You know, just decided to get over it. I guess because my expectations were also pretty low for this kind of movie. Because I knew you. We know we're going to have that guy. I mean, it's like being. Um, I guess what I would like to see is what in this genre I would like to hear you talk about a movie that you love. Shin and Godzilla. Figure out what they did differently. Like watch it again and kind of figure out how they avoided these traps. Because again, we're coming at this as people who are fans and who want to create things, not as critics. 
So like if you were doing this, what what would you do differently? What what it has been done? What what makes it how do we avoid falling doing this ourselves? <laughs> kind of thing. So I'm um, I'm gonna answer your original question and what movie do I love in this genre? And I'll say Shin Godzilla. And I need to rem- I need to watch that again to remember well, how they did it yeah, so, so much I, better. And I guess there weren't uh well one, because they don't I don't think they ever try to sci-fi explain why Godzilla is attacking and it's just I think it's just a fact in that movie that Godzilla is attacking right now how do we deal with it okay, I think so it's also there's not really interesting characters in that but they I feel like Shin Godzilla had something to say like there was substance into like what it was trying to put out into the world that's art like it talks about uh, maybe the Japanese government's maybe like uh, incompetence and trying to defeat Godzilla. And there's, I think there's some, from like the story behind Godzilla, there's, there's stuff to be said about Japan's inability to stop Truman dropping the bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So I agree that those are good themes and points, but like this movie had a theme too, right? You know, it's man versus nature. You know, what was, what messed everything up was man's ambitiousness. Man's thinking that he rules the earth instead of being a part of the earth. Like, the theme's strong. Yeah, but I guess the theme... I guess, personally, I didn't find the theme... I found the theme interesting in Shin Godzilla and didn't find the theme interesting yeah. in Godzilla versus Kong. Well, I just wonder if we've seen it so many times. You know, and maybe... Like, for me, like... Okay, great, we're having this mass movie with millions of dollars and people are tons of people are going to see it, but we're still going to go on just destroying the earth. <laughs> Even though like, you know, we've seen this movie so many times. What was that? <laughs> well, was I that? feel like, and now this is going to be, this could be, please, please correct me. Cause again, I would like to notify that I don't really know what I'm talking about. And this is a statement that sounds like it's made by someone who doesn't know what it's talking about. <laughs> All right. I'm showing my cards here. Um, I will if I know enough. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, that it, it feels like it is a big Hollywood blockbuster theme. Like it is a theme put in there because movies have themes and not a theme put in there because the creators think that theme should be shown into the world. Yeah, I think anytime you get into intent, it's, you're really on shaky ground. Uh so what I would just say is that it feels like this or to me that it speaks to the effectiveness of the, of the story they're telling, you know, they didn't tell it well enough for you to buy the theme that the theme was, you know, you know, organic basically is what I said. That's what that, that's how I would translate that. So pretend I said exactly what you said <laughs> right there. Yeah. And I'll just, uh, yeah. And I would just say, um, uh, you know, it was good enough for me. <laughs> and that's all that's you know, all it has to be yeah because again you're right yes we have this evil genius you know you know humanity you know we're gonna win you know we'll be on top again we'll be the alpha what did you think about the whole um hollow earth theory the incorporating of that and the whole other realm of like did you find that fascinating boring um i i thought I will it was kind of cool i i did actually find it kind of cool i thought it looked really good i was a little confused about it plot wise because i i was i was thinking that like well you got godzilla to you got kong to come in here by saying there'll be family members there why isn't he reacting though there's not family members there 
Like I thought they would, they would call back to that a little bit more and I kind of wish they did, but they don't. But I was, I was uh, for that section of the movie, I was willing to ignore it and just say, I would look so good. Yeah. And I think there was enough other creatures there to where, wait, weren't there other, there were other creatures. There were other creatures and there were other monkeys too, right? Eventually, like, don't we see them eventually? No, we don't see any living other monkeys. We see stone other monkeys. But it, yeah, so we find, I guess so, I don't feel like... It looked like we found the remains of other right. monkeys. Right, so I think he was looking for the other monkeys and then find the remains and find their like home little area, the palace or whatever, the, whatever it's called, throne uh, kind of thing. So, But I felt that as an audience member, though. Like, I felt something when, like, we, we got there and it looked like he was alone for a little while. Like, I felt that for him. So I just, yeah. I guess I didn't. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, that whole Hollow Earth theory is interesting. But I thought that was cool, like, how they, to me, that worked out really well, you know, plot-wise. They were able to keep both Godzilla as the ruler on Earth and Kong as the ruler on Hollow Earth. Like I, th- I thought that worked out really well plot-wise. And it gives room for them to work together to fight other big bads. Yeah. So what did you think of the look of Mechagodzilla? Mechagodzilla looks incredible. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Uh, going back to my younger self's love of Godzilla, my favorite monsters were King Ghidorah, which we've already seen and looked incredible, yep. and Mechagodzilla. What did you think about the humans, uh, the, the King Ghidorah skull, you know, wet... <laughs> brain interface of the computer thing i didn't care <laughs> um yeah but it was like it was i thought it was it wasn't like i thought it was cool no but um but like i mean really it i mean just seeing mechagodzilla i was just that was just that final fight there i just gave up on all like criticism <laughs> right, right there and just, just look how long. awesome look how big mechagodzilla is and right. look how cool he looks and he's shooting red beam out of his mouth it Mechagodzilla looked, I mean, uh, that was incredible. I thought... I was able to just sit there and fanboy about that. That is... I like I like to hear that. I thought all the fights were pretty cool. I thought how, how mobile Kong was in a very believable way when, like, he's trying to avoid, like, Godzilla's, you know, uh, nu- nuclear ray or whatever they call that. Like, I believe that. I thought that the whole thing was cool. I thought when involved Mechagodzilla, that fight was cool. I loved, and I think you and I, we talked about this uh, off, off air, how we both thought that evil tech genius guy was going to end up running Mechagodzilla and like taking it over and doing that. So yeah, I guess. And he didn't. I loved, I also loved that. I, w- I also loved when Mechagodzilla, you would go, you something to say? Yeah, I wish I had uh, mentioned that. Not that specifically, obviously during the non-spoiler second, but I, I wish I had given it more credit for doing some things to actually subvert expectations. And I feel I, I did not give it credit when I was talking about the predictability of it. Yeah, we're doing another. Uh, so I, I do give credit. There's two moments, and you're you're touching on the one, and we're going to touch on the other one, where it did subvert expectations, and we liked that. I, are you talking about... Um, let me just say this. Let, yeah. let me know if I'm. that's what I'm talking about. Where the, uh, the assistant, his number two, whatever, who actually runs Mechagodzilla... You know, he, they don't over, they don't explain really at all. Mechagodzilla basically becomes sentient, becomes aware, and is no longer controlled by the evil tech folks. And I really like how they didn't go into like a terribly long explanation. Of I, that. They I trusted the visual 
on that of like the guy dying and then Mecha got they didn't be like oh now he's gone rogue or you know there, well, there they, wasn't one of those lines well or, there actually there was a line that like oh now he's control of himself now but what I'm glad they didn't do is try to give some explanation for becoming sentient like I wish like okay he's sentient now he's fighting them we, and they didn't a, do it right, at, right away fact. either I think that helped because I didn't even notice I didn't even remember that in a moment and part of me what I wish my dream like monster fighting movie it's like no major human characters. Just monsters are, it's an accepted fact that the monsters are on this world attacking things. Let's see them fight each other. <laughs> and I don't know if that would be, would that, would that be movie-like substance because there's not a real like plot besides monsters fighting each other? I'm fine with that. It's fine with monsters with, with each other. Like I've, I've been animated maybe, like, like just like monster movie. Like maybe with minor human characters, but it's just monsters fighting each other. I'd be happy with that. Yeah. And I, I, yeah. I wonder if there would be, that's going to be a primal story, I guess. You know, just survival of the fittest. Who wins? Who loses? Yeah. I don't know. I wonder if that would get boring. It depends on how good the fight scenes were and how long the movie was. Yeah. Um, anyway, so yeah, those are those are some things that I enjoy, enjoyed about the movie. Um, let, can we mention the other subverting expectation moment. Yeah, I don't remember what it is. Well, Julian Dennison's character. Where oh, yes. We were worried that he... Yes. We, I was worried that he was going to hack into like the... He sits down to the computer, right? The keyboard, right? He sits down there like he's a, like every other movie we see. And he doesn't... He fails. And I'm so that so happy about that. I really am. I should give it... I give the movie a lot of credit for not doing that. Oh, that is so great. Although right. it does annoy me, like the the pouring the beer on the thing and it like fritzing it out that didn't annoy me uh that but the maybe just because the fact i was so dreading the fact that they were going to do the whole teenage kid hacker thing and he's like oh i just need to figure out the password i'm so glad he wasn't able to figure out the password because who would be able to figure out that password like that's crazy yeah and, um, um that made me really happy that didn't happen and the blip it like it didn't win the day but they paused everything enough right so it was like I would be disappointed, like if the whole world, like if that solved everything. Oh yeah, I'd be really disappointed. I'm still a little nitpicking on that. And the setting but up that, of the whiskey that, that, was well, horrible, but it wasn't great. Either. Well, that what well, well, that reminds me of is in these sci-fi movies, some sci-fi movies with the door, the doors that like it closes, and then the guy just like shoots the control panel of the door and it <laughs> opens. <laughs> it's like what? How? Why would you? Why would you design it like that? <laughs> right. Like, shouldn't it be like with a door that like... The door's a... closed. You shoot the mechanism. Shouldn't it just stay closed? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Although I guess sometimes they, it's open and they shoot it and it closes. But I feel like even then, like, it should just stay at the position that's at. <laughs> right. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> we know not to include these things in our in our movies. Yes. Um... Anything else negative or positive to say? I'm trying to think of. Uh, I feel like there was other things I wanted to talk about, but I, I, I think this, this, that I think we've covered a lot of with, it with franchise movies. Um, I feel like it's kind of a, a conversation to have that, like, what do you think will happen, if anything, and what would you want to happen in the next chapter of the MonsterVerse? So, do you uh, do you think there will be more? This feels like a, this a sh- they, feels they, like an end of a story. Yeah, but. This movie made money. 
<laughs> so that's a good point. That that really that's what I feel <laughs> Does like. Does that have to do with anything? They could <laughs> the story being over. Yeah, they they got. I mean, I mean that's that's quite important. I think. I mean, uh, I did look it up while we were watching the credits to see if it was, there was an in credit scene, and I I ran into a, an article of uh, the director can't even remember his name uh adam wingard talking about why there was no in credit scene in this movie tell me and that um they weren't sure about whether this was going to make enough money to warrant a sequel but it has obviously because it has made a bunch of money at the box office during a pandemic so i feel like that's enough to warrant a sequel um but i think also it does feel like an end of the story so i think there will be there will be next chapters and maybe involving Rodan, because Rodan's a mob, an important monster that's still alive that wasn't in this movie. Oh, yeah. Have we seen Rodan? Oh, uh, yeah. He was in Hills? King of the Monsters. And what happens to him? He doesn't die, and he bows subservience to Godzilla. Okay. That's because he's the king of the monsters. Beta. <laughs> Beta monster. <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know that I need any more of these movies. Like, I feel like that ended nicely, and... You know, that's we could leave it. We could leave it where it is. Yeah, I mean, I'd still, I want more Godzilla e movies with these Godzilla e characters because I still have that that affection for them. But like, I don't feel like I need anything more in this specific universe. Yeah, I think if if they do something, it would need to be like on a different, yeah, a different universe. Like none of this stuff happened, right? Exactly. Um. I'm trying to think of like, because I mentioned like uh, them teaming up to fight a bigger threat. Because it feels like King Ghidorah is like the main threat, like the biggest, the big baddie. Yeah, cause, of this of this universe, like who who would they fight? Yeah, I don't know. It would have to be somebody. I think that's a good question. Like there is no more because they defeated King King Ghidorah. Uh, yeah, I don't know who the big bad out there would be. Gigan. Who's Gigan? <laughs> He's one of one of the another Godzilla monster. Yeah, I don't know. But I think, I, it, I think it'd have to be new lore, new something outside this this area. And I wouldn't be a, I wouldn't be mad about that. Yeah, again, if it's done well, you know, Godzilla, or, or for me, done well enough. Or I guess, and also, there are multiple versions of Mecha Godzilla. And actually, there is like a Mecha King Ghidorah. Oh, maybe that's where they're going. Well, yeah, I don't know. None of that interests me. I'm not saying I wouldn't be interested at the time, but like, I'd, I'm good with this. This was good. All right, we've got this. Yeah. Any rate. And it's weird how I'm thinking about ways to continue it when I don't think <laughs> I'd like a single one. entry in the franchise. <laughs> that's hilarious. I think Kong Skull Island is my favorite. That's like the old uh, joke of like, you know, we went to that restaurant. You know, like, yeah, the food was just awful. And it was such small portions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what, what I was thinking this of. This movie was bad. What I was How thinking of is the, uh, the comic book nerd Simpsons character. I was like, that movie was terrible. <laughs> I'm only going to see it three more times. <laughs> right. Yeah. Today. Yeah, I would definitely be watching this one again. So I guess it's me being like, this franchise is terrible. Maybe just I'll, one. I'll only accept five <laughs> more entries right. in it. There's nothing wrong with wanting it to be better. Uh, all right. Anything else we want to say about Godzilla versus Kong? Uh, no, no. 
cool. Besides, uh, Godzilla clearly won the fight. Godzilla's would win. Godzilla's. Oh, you know what? Oh, because we didn't talk about the axe, the handle thing, the whole the weapon. Okay, talk about that. Yeah, and so I'm glad that they. I'm glad they included it because first of all, it does seem they stood. It does seem the point of view of the movie makers that they agree that Godzilla is would win in a fight, and they they happily and 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 smartly give Kong this kind of mythical, very you know magical slash scientific magical uh, a weapon, and that is able to work with the, the energy that Godzilla produces, and that's how they defeat Mechagodzilla. You know, he kind of powers it up almost like Thor kind of thing. This is what I kept thinking about. But I liked I liked that they included that and they didn't try to give Godzilla, I mean, Kong, some other, like, natural ability to make the fight more even. You know, I, I, the, the fights turned out like I thought they should have. Like, if, we're, like, if you're betting on them. And I, and I really liked the, that. Even though the fight on water, Godzilla's domain, he loses... To a King Kong that's sedated. Well, see, I thought their one sentence exposition explanation of that that worked for me. Like he's defeated, he's sedated. Like the they're all dead and done now. So you know they're saying basically Godzilla is not smart enough to just go ahead and smash him anyways. But there's a I went I rolled with that. There's you know? a scene in one of the older ones where like <laughs> Godzilla's walking by the building. The person in the building's like, "Oh, thank you!" Like, like he walks by, like, "Thank you!" Like, we're saved, and then like the tail like walks <laughs> back and hits the building. Like that—that's funny. Yeah, and I don't know why. Like, maybe it's nostalgia, but like, I don't remember being like that mad about the quality of the older ones. Even though I'm sure some of like the like Godzilla versus trash monster were like just <laughs> as bad. Well, I think but like I, I didn't think. I of wonder them that if it's way. simply a matter of the fact that they're black and white. They're either well, not. I would not even think of the black and white ones. I'm thinking not of like the old old ones, but like the '80s ones, maybe or '70s, '60s. You need to see in that color that Matthew Brod. You didn't see the Matthew Broderick one, did you, Godzilla? The '90s one? No, I don't think I did. The, so you the need Roland, to watch. Was that Roland Emmerich? I think it was. You need to watch that and then then you'll know how much better this movie is. <laughs> All right. Anyways, what are you reading? We've been out here a long time. I am reading the Sandman books. Cool. I'm looking through Ebert casually. I'm looking through Kafka stories casually. All right. Uh, spring break week. Let's get some reading done. Uh, I finished uh, Marlon James's A Brief History of Seven Killings and am now, you know, one-fourth maybe into Angel's Game by uh, Juan Carlos Ruiz. Ruiz? I think I just messed up his name. Uh, And I'm adoring it so far and I will talk more about it later. Awesome. Anything else to add? Um, Other things you can look forward to are Snyder Cut Podcast being, being edited soon to be out. Uh, we're pretty proud of that. Thank you to special guest Kevin Momoro. Yes. And uh, Solar Opposites, we may be recording a podcast on that. And I guess next week you can expect another Falcon and the Winter Soldier one. That's right. All that and more. On the Owls on Culture podcast. Bye. Until we meet again. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Owls on Culture podcast. Our theme music was recorded and assembled by Marine Cerzier and Antoine Hulot. The show is produced by Pinecone Turkey. 
To learn more about Pinecone Turkey, visit pineconeturkey.com, where you can read the latest blog posts from the Owls on Culture hosts and sign up for the Flock email, a twice-a-month newsletter that delivers a short film, poetry, a short story, and visual art right to your inbox. It's your monthly dose of art curated by Pinecone Turkey. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can do so by leaving us a rating on iTunes. Thanks for listening.